everyone, and welcome. This is Burn Through the Lies, a podcast about a middle-aged woman going through a messy divorce that was never finished. I'm Kelly Sheehan, a retired detective from the Green Bay Police Department. Stay tuned and watch this case unravel with twists and turns no one expected. Sandy Maloney, a 46-year-old resident of the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, died during a house fire, or so they thought. She had been going through a sloppy divorce with her husband, John Maloney. John and Sandy Maloney dated throughout high school and got engaged shortly after. They were known as the popular high school sweethearts. Their marriage was happy and exciting for the first few years, but later took a turn for the worse. One day, Sandy woke up with a stiff neck and decided to go to the chiropractor. She left the chiropractor with numbness in her neck. Sandy believed that it was a medical illness and saw tons of different doctors for it. The doctors thought that she was losing her mind. Finally, one doctor prescribed a highly addictive anti-anxiety medicine. That was the start of her downfall. Sandy had fallen into a hole of alcoholism and substance abuse. She was in and out of rehab and mental hospitals, crashing cars, and then, finally, was put on suicide watch. Sandy was also an avid cigarette smoker. That brings us to the first thought. Sandy's last cigarette sparked a fire and killed her while she was asleep on the couch. The burning butt of the cigarette caught onto something else in the living room and just spread. I'm bringing in special guest Colleen Sheehan, a fire specialist who was on this case, to explain to us what the initial thoughts of the crime about this fire were. Hi, I'm Colleen Sheehan and I am a fire specialist and originally we thought that this accident or this crime was just an accident, um, but uh, the burning cigarette buds were enough to spark a fire and no one thought to blame it on anything else at first. It's a good guess, but not nearly accurate enough to explain everything else. How had she not woken up? How did the fire get so out of control? Was the cigarette really enough to start a fire? All of these questions ran through the investigators' heads while trying to solve this case. My next special guest is Nancy Sheehan, a retired investigator who played a huge role in solving this case. Hi, my name is Nancy Sheehan. While we were investigating Sandy Malone's house, there were so many things that just didn't make sense. There were crumpled up suicide notes in the garbage can. There was a cord hanging randomly in the basement. That day, I used a chemical that showed traces of blood, even if it's been cleaned up. There was blood all over, on the coffee table, on the floor, in the laundry room, and in the bathroom. There was also a bloody corduroy shirt found in the basement buried under clothes. There were bloody rags and napkins everywhere. All of these pieces of evidence led us to suspect that this was more than just an accident. This brings me to my next special guest, toxicologist Pat Sheehan. Hi, I'm Pat Sheehan. When I received a call about the case, I had a gut feeling from the start that this was more than an accident. 
While examining Sandy's body, there were so many red flags. Sandy's blood alcohol level was at a 4.8, which is six times the legal amount of alcohol in Wisconsin. Her carbon monoxide levels were only 8%. Generally, when someone dies from being in a fire, their carbon monoxide level close to 70%. This proved to us that Sandy had been dead before the fire started. The amount of evidence in the toxicology reports gave investigators enough suspicion to conduct an autopsy on Sandy's body. The autopsy showed a vertical gash on her head, most likely caused by being hit by something thick. This matched with the broken ashtray on the table. There was also bruising found on her lower back, consistent with someone's knee possibly pressing down on her. On her neck, there were signs of strangulation. This proved that this event was nowhere near an accident. Investigators put the pieces together and realized that John Maloney had recently taken arson class. Throughout the divorce, John had a new girlfriend. When his girlfriend had heard about this, she was more than willing to help police solve the case. One night, John and his new girlfriend were spending the night at a hotel. Detectives connected a microphone to John's girlfriend, hoping to get a confession out of John. Throughout the whole case, John denied being at Sandy's house at all the whole day of, that the crime took place. But after a lot of questioning from his girlfriend, he finally admitted to being in Sandy's house that day. Although he said he was in the house, he still claimed to not have anything to do with Sandy's murder. After his girlfriend interrogated him a while longer, he got physical and shoved her against the wall. Police had cameras in the room and saw this whole event take place. This gave detectives an inside look at John's rough side. All signs led to him. Investigators now had enough evidence to accuse John of murder in the first degree. When this case was brought to court, John was charged with first degree murder, leading to the penalty of life in prison. To this day, John denies being responsible for the death of his ex-wife, Sandy Maloney. John and Sandy's son also states that his father would never do such a thing to his mother. Detectives are certain that John Maloney committed the crime, but cases like these can always leave people with an eerie feeling, such as what if someone else committed the crime? Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more crime stories.